This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. To the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I want to talk about unlocking your soul's healing potential with stillness. And I'm starting today with a quote, and this is from Nietzsche. And he said, To lie still and think little is the cheapest medicine for all diseases of the soul. Again, that was Nietzsche. And I think that what he's trying to convey, at least to me, is a message about finding inner peace and healing. I think he's saying that one of the most effective remedies for the troubles and the turmoil within our soul. And I think about the soul as being like the whole part of us, the mind, the body, the spirit, all together there, our soul, is to embrace moments of stillness and quiet reflection. And by doing those moments of stillness and quiet reflection, If we are stressed or anxious, we can then gain deeper awareness of the thoughts that are in our mind and reduce the impact of the stress and anxiety and begin to promote overall well-being. Nietzsche emphasizes the importance of stillness in our lives, and I believe that this is essential for mental and physical recovery. And we're always going through some sort of recovery, right? We recover every night we go to sleep so that we can recover from the day. And we want to make sure that we're paying attention to giving ourselves what we need in order to have this. And stillness is a piece of it, not just sleep. Daytime, conscious, awake, stillness. So I wondered if you could begin recognizing the connection between your mental and physical health. Have you ever thought about that? Remembering that stress and anxiety can manifest physically in our body from the wear and tear that we are taking our mind and body or our soul through. Engaging in practices like yoga, tai chi, or gentle exercise can help to alleviate this physical tension and ease us into greater stillness. Now, I said gentle exercise, not because that's all we ever need to do. There's a place for being all out, whether it's through 
weight training or aerobic training, sport training. There's always a place for that. But when we are trying to alleviate physical tension, we want to be gentle in how we are moving. That's the beauty of things like, for me, I'm much more of a practitioner of Tai Chi than yoga, but yoga would fall into this too. In Tai Chi, like it is gentle. It is fluid. Things are not held tightly, but loosely so the energy can flow. And this can really help us to connect our mind and our body and take us into greater stillness. In this quote, I was seeing that it was almost like we were being advised to avoid overthinking, right? Which is so easy to fall into when we are anxious or when our life is filled with stress and turmoil. We go into overthinking easily and the constant need for analysis, thinking, going to figure it out, got to work on this. As these tendencies can really heighten our stress and our anxiety. But instead, if we could practice the acceptance and let go of excessive worry and remember that we are not in the future, but we are right here, right now, in this moment. And we are handling everything that is here. We may not like it. It may not be what we planned on or what we wished for, but we can still handle it. In essence, I think Nietzsche urges us to prioritize taking care of ourselves and being self-aware and the pursuit of inner peace to overcome challenges of stress and anxiety and ultimately leading to a more fulfilling and balanced life. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So I jotted down some points from thinking about this quote regarding specifically anxiety. 
And with all the benefits that stillness can bring into our lives, I want to see if you can incorporate more stillness into your life by maybe seeing how beneficial it can be. Stillness can really help us to cultivate more patience in our life. In moments of stillness, we learn to accept and be present with our thoughts and emotions, even when they are uncomfortable. And this is key when we are healing from anxiety and panic, this kind of patience with the discomfort. And we can understand that stress and anxiety are part of life. Stress and anxiety are not going away. Now, we can avoid chronic stress and chronic anxiety and panic. We can keep ourselves out of that wormhole. But life is stressful and there will be times where you are feeling anxious. That's just part of life but you don't have to live there. It doesn't have to be your default. You can develop resilience, and this is key to managing them. You can build resilience through stillness, mindfulness, self-compassion, and personal growth. I want you, too, to remember to be patient with yourself during your journey to manage stress and anxiety. Patience and self-compassion take time to learn. And you will have setbacks, and that's common. Self-compassion is essential through this journey. Remember, if you take two steps forward and one step back, be kind to yourself because you still are gaining. You're still making progress. Recognize also that stress and anxiety are really multifaceted in the cause. So if you can take a holistic approach to healing, addressing your physical, your emotional, and your spiritual needs all together, because you are not just one thing. You do have a physical self, a mental self, an emotional self, and a spiritual self. This is all part of who you are. So look at yourself when you're healing, you're coming out of the wormhole and learning how to not be so anxious through some stillness. Be on the lookout for all those pieces of yourself. So how are we going to do these things? Well, I think we can start by embracing stillness, by taking moments in our day to find stillness. You can do this through mindfulness practices, mindfulness meditation, deep breathing exercises, or simply by finding a quiet space in your day to reflect. This could be staring at a wall, a blank wall. I bet you can do it. Give yourself two minutes on your timer and see if you can just be there, you and the wall. See what comes up. Bring yourself back to the wall. If coming back to your breath is uncomfortable, bring your eyesight back to the wall. Use your eyes as the anchor. You could also be looking at a beautiful flower, but sometimes when we're looking at something very pleasing, we can tend to go off easier. A blank wall can give us an idea of how our mind is working. Just give it a try. You can experiment. 
You could also become more aware of your thoughts. Thought awareness can be very helpful because stress and anxiety often stem from excessive rumination and negative or worrisome thoughts. So if you can observe your thoughts, if you can have awareness of your thoughts without judgment, you are really going to be surprised. It is the judgment that gets us into trouble, not the actual thought. We can have a thought and we don't have to run off with it and go down its wormhole and we don't have to judge it. That is also a place that feeds the fire and the flame of anxiety. Stillness encourages self-reflection and introspection. It enables us to become more aware of our thought patterns, our triggers, and our habits. And this is a crucial step in personal growth and self-improvement and seeing where our anxiety is being fed. We can also pay attention to our mind-body connection by recognizing the connection between our mental and physical health. Stress and anxiety can manifest physically. You know this. (laughs) And some people this happens to and other people don't. I have worked with people who their anxiety, their chronic stress is all in their head. It's all in the thoughts. Many, many people, actually a larger percentage of people have it also manifest physically in the body. So when your mind is frazzled, it can manifest as physical tension or discomfort. Stillness practices, like I said before, like yoga, tai chi, breathing exercises can help to release this physical tension And this reinforces the connection between our mental and physical well-being. When we can let go of the physical tension, we can see the change happen in our body. This is why you can see this with something as simple as blood pressure. I got a new blood pressure machine and as I tested it out and then I did a breathing exercise for five minutes And after the breathing exercise, it was a completely different reading. Nothing else happened. I didn't take any medications or drugs. I didn't drink any water. I didn't do anything physically except to be still and to do the breathing exercise for five minutes. And that is how easily, and when I was um, breathing, I was doing it so that I could see if I had a different reading. But what also happened is that my mental state changed. I was doing something physical, my breathing, and I calmed down mentally. And when I calmed down mentally, I calmed down more physically. It's a beautiful feedback loop. And that's the one we want to feed, not the anxious one, not the breathing in the upper third part of our lungs, short and shallow. That also sends messages. We can also see our mind-body connection there because that will stimulate thoughts that are more fear-based, that are more triggering the amygdala. 
And then the amygdala keeps the body in that fight or flight pattern where we're tense, we're not digesting, we're ready to run, we're not breathing long and slow. You can always see this. It is definitely connected. And the more you practice it in the manner in which you want it to go, which would be calmer, more peaceful, and more beautiful, creative thinking rather than stressful survival thinking, the more you see it happening, the more you will be aware of it when you are falling into a bad habit. And a lot of it is just habitual. It is just the way you've been and you just keep doing it because you haven't practiced a new or different way. So I'm saying notice it, recognize the connection between your mental and physical health and begin to lead it more into the space you would like it to be. You can also start to reduce overthinking. You can remind yourself that not every problem that pops up into your head, it may be real and it may need to be taken care of, but it may not require constant analysis. Some of us fall into this more easily than others. Some of us want to figure things out more immediately than others, but you can see if you Start watching this, how overthinking can exacerbate the stress and anxiety. When you are ruminating on a thought or going through constant analysis over a problem, that you will begin to have maybe more physical tension and more shallow and rapid breathing. So I want you to practice acceptance and let go of excessive worry and the need for constant analysis. I want you to also know that stress and anxiety can sometimes be overwhelming, and it's crucial for you to recognize when you need some help. This is where therapists, coaches, counselors, groups, friends, and family can provide valuable guidance for you. Leaning on friends and family for support can be highly beneficial. If you have people that you can share your thoughts and feelings with, it can be therapeutic and provide you with a sense of connection. I recently met with a client who was quite self-aware. She knew what was going on. She knew her triggers. And she knew that the reminders from coaching were a tremendous help for her. Of course, she won't need these reminders forever, But if you do well by sharing your challenges with others, do so with your friend, your coach, your therapist, or self-share with your journal. Write it out. Reread it. I'd also like you to avoid overstimulation by being mindful of limiting exposure to sources of stress and anxiety, such as excessive news consumption or stressful environments or people. Seek calm and simplicity instead for your many moments of stillness. Instead of turning on YouTube and going to something that might be news and negative, it may be informative, but it still might be too much stress for you in the moment. Go to something beautiful, 
maybe put on some music instead for that five or 10 minute break that you're going to take. And finally, time for reflection. I want you to be able to actually take regular time for self-reflection. Journaling can be good. Self-reflection can be just in your head, but it can help you to gain insight into your emotions and your triggers. Setting a timer to sit in stillness before writing can encourage a deeper self-reflection in your journal. By incorporating some of these points and ideas into your life, I think you can find more stillness and calm and begin your journey toward healing from the chronic stress and anxiety and find greater well-being. And now for today's quote. To lie still and think little is the cheapest medicine for all diseases of the soul. And that's from Nietzsche. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. 